0: Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Stella Way Herself podcast. Um, I would have to say that I'm a bit peeved because I recorded this yesterday, and I feel like I had so much to say, and it just came... Like, it came out really well. Like, you know, and sometimes you just have so many good ideas, and it just feels so, like, natural. And that's what I felt yesterday. And so I was trying to import my audio because I was like, okay, I'll, like, record today. It'll be ready for tomorrow. Like, yes, being ahead of schedule. And it just... It saved, but it didn't process. So I think it accidentally went live for like a second. And one of you actually DM'd me and was like, why is there no audio in this? And I guess it didn't finish processing. So it was a waste. Um, But it's okay because luckily it took some notes on what I wanted to say so we can still discuss this topic today. Um, And yeah, first of all, I just want to say, well, first of all, first of all, if you're listening to this. Don't forget to screenshot, tweet it to me, or IG story it to me so I can repost, retweet, all of that. Thank you to everyone who's been doing that. It really means a lot. And also, how is your guys' week going? September's like basically halfway over, which is really shocking to me, but I guess that's the way life goes. Um, but yeah, how is Virgo season, you guys? I feel like for me, it's been like, I definitely feel it. Like I feel a lot more like I want to be... Just kind of on the grind, I guess. Like Leo season, I just always forget. In the summer, I'm really like not productive. And I always like, my go to is always like, oh, yes, summer is my favorite season, 100%. And I guess, you know, there's like phases, it's seasons for a reason, you know, things change. You can't be on the grind forever. Like, you need to take time to enjoy your life and not like work. But then you also, can't just wild out forever, you know? Um, But I'm excited. I just feel like that, like this end of the year, the last few months of the year, I'm always the most, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like I work the hardest and just kind of the anticipation of the new year and all of that just really motivates me. So I'm really excited for that. And I, it's so true. I really forget that every year. I'm like, ew, I don't want it to be cold. Like, ew. Um, but I forget that I actually really enjoy it. So I'm excited for that. And I feel like Virgo season is really the transition into, you know, fall, but then also just these more productive months where there's not like a day party every single day, it seems like. So let me know if you can relate. Um, and especially, um, for those of you who are going back to school, like I'm sure you feel that hundred percent. So today's podcast was actually inspired by A tweet that I saw, and I guess I just want to say as a disclaimer like, I don't know, I don't want, like, I don't know if this girl is gonna listen to this or whatever. I don't want her to think that I'm like bullying her because I'm really not. I was inspired to talk about this from this tweet because I could really relate to the tweet, and I feel like it's something that I definitely had to learn the hard way, had to experience so many times before I kind of figured out what it was. And I mean, I'm still figuring it out, but I just felt like this really spoke to me, and I'm sure. Some of you will be able to relate as well. So basically, this girl was just kind of tweeting about how she went the extra mile for the wrong guy. She, like, cooked this guy dinner, sent him nice text messages every day. Let him – like, she let him know that he was appreciated. And basically, she was just doing all this stuff for him, but he still left her on red. She was like, guys, really into shit. it. Um, so – I have a lot of thoughts on this. Well, a few thoughts, I would say. And I just kind of wanted to share and give my advice and my perspective and kind of what I've learned. Because I feel like it's so, like, when you're first going into something or, like, if you like somebody, I feel like the natural reaction is to want to, you know, make them feel good. You want you want them to like you back. You want to be the person in their life that's there for them doing nice things for them, like going the extra, the extra mile, as she said. Um, but sometimes we we have to really ask ourselves, this is the key, this is the key question that we have to ask ourselves when we start to feel like this towards somebody is what has this person done to deserve that much of my energy, of my time, of, you know, just whatever resources – or part of yourself that you're kind of, like, sacrificing <laughs> for this person. And that's not to say that, you know, you need to be getting something in return just, like, to be nice. You know, that's not to say that, like, oh, why would you be a nice person? Because it's not really about that. It's about doing all the, like, extra stuff. You know, you, you really have to ask yourself a classic question that we ask ourselves on this podcast is, what do I gain from it? Like, you really... I love the authentic sirens of DTLA. It's really just like bringing the podcast together. Um, Because you don't want to be wasting your time. So I always think of, man, knocking on wood for them. I hope they're good. Drinking an iced matcha as well. Um, But I always think of something my mom told me in regards to this whole idea Um, Basically, she used to do like student teaching um, and she would always talk about how the best teachers were the ones that were kind of more strict at the very beginning of the year because then the kids would respect them um, versus the teachers that were just very lenient and wanted to be the kids' friends and just kind of let the kids do what they want. Then they kind of became a pushover because the kids saw that there were really very – you know either no boundaries or very little boundaries so they could kind of do whatever they want and get away with a lot because there wasn't going to be any consequences um versus the teacher who really sets the rules and the boundaries of the class right away so you're kind of like fuck are they like mean or something but then at the end of the year you know pretty much everyone's very well behaved and everyone's getting along in the class with the teacher and whatnot you know usually typically typically speaking um And the classroom flows smoothly smoothly because there are those boundaries. So the same goes for relationships. My mom would always tell me this in regards to relationships, you know, friendships, romantic relationships, anything. If you do kind of set your boundaries up, if you do set your boundaries up and you set them up firmly right when you're starting to meet somebody or hang out with somebody or whatever, spend time with somebody, invest your time with somebody, it kind of, weeds out the week honestly because if someone's not going to respect your boundaries from the jump why you know why would you even want to continue hanging out with them so it's kind of like almost a test but it's also just kind of uh respecting yourself and being there for yourself and again weeding out the week so when I say boundaries in this instance it could be you know maybe this guy wants you to like do all this extra shit for him or he's even if he doesn't say it directly, like, Oh, can you like do this for me? Can you like bring me food? Can you like, like, I don't know what the circumstances are, but whatever little thing. And if you just say no, or you're like, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't have time for that. No, I have other stuff planned or whatever. Um, you know, I guess just not feeling like you have to do all of this extra stuff or he's not going to like you or the relationship's going to end because if it does, which is definitely a possibility, then success. You know, you know that this this person isn't going to respect you in the long run, that this person, you know, doesn't actually, they're not actually here for you. They're here for like the, the stuff you're doing for them or whatever it is. Um, and then if they do, if you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. I get it. Then you're like, oh, okay, a real one. I'm like they're going to respect my boundaries. And again, same is true for friendships, any kind of relationship, you know, and it's so scary to speak up for yourself in that way and to, Say what it is you are comfortable with or not comfortable with because I feel like, um, you know, especially with our childhoods and stuff, I know a lot of people had instances of, like, higher-ups of, like, parents, teachers, just, like, people, adults, um, getting mad or like yelling at us or publicly shaming us like I remember so many instances in class where like like I was young like elementary school and I just still have these memories of like teachers yelling at me because I had to, like I learned how this specific mem- <laughs> just like childhood trauma um no but I have this specific memory of like I we were on a field trip I really had to like pee so bad and the teacher like would not let me and we had to go on this whole like walk on the beach and like I think it was like a biology trip you know quote-unquote biology in, like, first grade. And I had to do this whole field trip, and she wouldn't let me go to the So it's – you know, it can be kind of hard because we're like, fuck, people are not going to let us, like, do what we want to do because that's kind of what we were taught as children, to, like, stay in line and to, like, listen to the – listen, I guess, to the people around us or, like, the adults around us, whatever. Um, but I guess part of, like, growing up and having those strong boundaries and being able to kind of speak up for ourselves in that way is – taking that risk, like okay, they might not have a good reaction to this, but that's okay because then I can distance myself from that person. Like I have that that ability now, that control now because I'm I'm no longer, you know, in first grade. So that's something I actually have to remind myself of a lot. Like, okay, it's okay to like disagree with somebody or to like you know say what I want or what I need in this moment, even if they're gonna be annoyed or they're gonna be mad or whatever, because I'm an adult they aren't at all. I have my own free will. Like, yeah, it can be kind of like, it can be very hard. But anyway, going back to the tweet, <laughs> you really have to ask yourself, what do I gain from it? Um, what is, what has this person done to deserve all this extra stuff? So yeah, don't, don't give it all away at the jump. Not in terms of <laughs> fucking, but just in terms of Emotional labor, domestic labor, like all of this stuff that, you know, Some sometimes we just really feel like we want to do for somebody when we first really like them. But just got to remind yourself, you know, I don't really know this person yet. I don't know, you know, how they're going to react. I don't really know, like, what kind of person they are. So let's take things slow. Let's, like, ease into this. Let's have some boundaries. Let's, like, let's just see. Um, and then also this also, also this also. This also made me kind of think about the whole nice guy thing and how guys will tweet like, well, I open doors for girls. I always am a gentleman. Why am I single? And it's kind of like, okay, just because you're doing nice stuff for people doesn't necessarily mean that they owe you anything. You know, whether that's they owe you that they like you back or they owe you sex or they owe you their time or whatever. You know, because I'm sure – because I've experienced this. a like guy will do a lot of nice stuff, and it's like, okay, well, I didn't really ask you to do all that. You didn't really have to do all that. I don't really like you like that. Ugh, like, now it's uncomfortable because you did all this stuff. I feel like I owe you something, but I really don't because you just kind of did that on your free will. Like, I didn't – I was not involved. So I'm sure, like, in this instance as well, obviously, like, I don't know. But if you're doing a lot of extra stuff for somebody – and you don't really know how they're gonna react. You just have to be open to the possibility that they're gonna be like, well, thanks, but no thanks, you know, because you are doing it just out of like, oh, I hope, I hope they like me back. And that doesn't mean that they are going to, but you are kind of taking that risk. So why not why not just save your time, save your energy, and just like, you know, I can't. What do I get from it? Um, <laughs> and then I guess just also thinking about the larger scale of things, um, just, you know, of patriarchy and how much um, typically women have to give. And as far as like emotional labor and domestic labor goes in relationships and marriages and whatnot. Um, so that's kind of something else to think about. Like, why do I feel like I need to do all of this? Um, where does that come from? I guess just like in societal expectations and all of that. So just some light thoughts, but let me know if you've ever experienced anything like this. And I'm sure a lot of us can relate to not only having, I'm well, I'm sure all of us can relate to being on both sides of this, you know, whether that's you doing a lot of stuff for somebody and then it kind of turned out to be, you know, a waste. But, you know, it's a learning experience, so nothing's ever a waste, but a waste in the sense of they didn't like you back, you didn't get the energy back that you kind of were hoping for, or... And slash or, you know, we've been on the side of somebody doing a lot of stuff for us, really trying to, like, like, just really overdoing it. And you're like, yeah, uh." I'm like, I've seen This has never happened to me, thank God. But you know all the tweets of, like, oh, the guy, like, Venmo'd me, Venmo requested me because we didn't go on a second day. Like, bitch, hope and pray. I never have to go through anything like that because I've definitely been on like first dates where um, we just never hang out again. And that's that. But you know, that's kind of the chance that you take. So anyway, (laughs) let me know your thoughts on any of this. And I hope we can all take this as a learning experience. And just, you know, even though sometimes we do feel like clowns, just know that again, we we really do learn something from every situation, whether that's learning about our own weaknesses, our own, you know, boundaries or lack of boundaries or boundaries we need to set moving forward. It's just, you know, we got to think of this constructively. And I actually saw this really good, I don't know if it was a tweet or like a little, like an IG post from, I don't know, a spirituality account or like a psychology account or something. But it basically said that People who are very, very affected by trauma in a sense of like, you know, having depression and anxiety and stuff, they usually view their circumstances or things that have happened in the past as something that is them. So it's like that moment or that circumstance, whatever it was, it defines you. It is you at your core. Like that happened to you because you essentially are like a bad person or you are like broken or you are whatever, you know, negative descriptor you're using for yourself. Whereas people who are very resilient or able to bounce back quickly from trauma, from experiences, whatever, typically view themselves as someone who's just, you know, you've had experience happen to you, but you don't view yourself as like, it's not, it didn't happen because of you at your core. You know, you're not letting it define you it's just something that happened to you. So on a light, on a, a little more of a lighter note, if we can view all of these experiences with relationships and, you know, oh, why didn't it work out with this guy? Why didn't it work out with this person, et cetera, et cetera, if we just view them as individual, unique experiences, you know, obviously looking at maybe like common patterns or what did I do similarly? How did I act similarly in this circumstance, all right? With this guy to this guy, et cetera. If we're able to view it though, Overall, as unique experiences, I feel like it's a lot easier to then progress because we're like, okay, we can just kind of change up a little bit of what we're doing and how we're going about, you know, communicating or whatever it is. And we're not looking at it in a way of, oh, this keeps happening to me because I am, you know, unlovable. I'm incapable of love. I will never find love, like, et cetera. If we stop letting it define us at our core and we start just kind of like, okay, this happened, this happened, you know, let's see, like, what happens next. Let's see what I can change. What experience will I, what experience will I experience next, you know? (laughs) So that's something that I just, I briefly, like, saw on someone's story, and I was like, wow, that's, like, so true. You know, it's not us, it's what happens to us. Like, only I get to define me, bitch, and um, obviously, there's very, like, uh, there's a lot greater, I guess, examples of that or a lot more extreme examples of that um and for that you know there's trauma therapy and professionals who can really help you get through those traumatic experiences but it was just kind of a good light reminder um the way that I don't know I'm definitely gonna carry that with me throughout the rest of my life honestly um so hopefully can help you too but I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast um you know, everything happens for a reason. So maybe I said more in this than I would have originally, but definitely make sure to tweet this to me, screenshot, IG story, whatever. (laughs) And yeah, let me know what you want me to talk about next week. Thanks for listening.